Hey, beer nerds. Welcome to the podcast. This is the 29th episode of Building Breweries featuring uh, Great Central, a production brewery in Chicago, and also the international giant that is Against the Grain, located right here in my home city of Louisville. Uh, you know, I'm excited to keep doing this project and the fact that I'm still doing it after 29 episodes, and, and I'm thankful for you listening. Uh, as always, I do implore you for any kind of feedback and brewery suggestions that you might have. So, you know, shoot me an email at michael at buildingbreweries.com. Uh, follow me on Facebook at Building Breweries, or tweet me on my personal Twitter account, MolarMD. You know, I've been teaming up with a lot of breweries uh, recently for, for giveaways, so uh, if you like free things, you should probably follow those counts and kind of keep an ear out for, for those kinds of things. Um, I will go ahead and tease um, for my 30th episode. I will be featuring a couple special guests and we'll include some interviews from uh, some of my travels in, in Asheville and maybe another fun place down south. And you know, if you haven't already, uh, please subscribe um, and rate the podcast on iTunes or you know wherever it is you might feed your podcast addiction. Let's get on with the interviews. I'm in the belly of Against the Grain in Louisville, Kentucky with Sam Cruz. Sam, what's going on? Hey, how's it going? Uh, going well. I'm ha- I'm happy to be here. I haven't seen this part of the the brewery before. This is definitely the belly. <laughs> it's my favorite part, anyways. <laughs> so you so you are one of the co-founders of Against the Grain, correct? That is right. Yeah. There are about three other guys. Three other guys. Yeah. Myself. Uh, I'm Sam Cruz. Adam Watson, Jerry Nagy, and Andrew Ott. All right. And, and how'd you get hooked up with them and well, meet them? Uh, to make a long story short, we were all actually well, Sans Andrew, we were all brewers. Um, Jerry would, I, I guess he would qualify as my mentor as a brewer. Um, I'd worked in the brewing industry prior to that as like the guy that sweeps the floor up at Bloomington Brewing Company and then bounced around doing like keg cleaning jobs here and there. Um, and then one day kind of lucked out, got a, a, a entry level job cleaning kegs at Bluegrass Brewing Company over on, in St. Matthews on Shelbyville Road. And, um, Jerry kind of he gave me a shot as basically you know he let me loose in the brewery he would leave I would come in clean kegs um he then kind of I guess gained some trust in me because I didn't fuck anything up (laughs) over the course of time and uh then when the opportunity arose to have an assistant he gave me the first assistant job and then from there I kind of elevated to the head brewer of their new location or their newer location there at uh the arena so and then along the line, um, Adam came along, and Adam was our assistant. And then um, Andrew kind of came along. He was in the front of the house as a, a server manager there at BBC. And one day we all just were kind of chewing the fat and talking, having a beer, and, and the subject came up, and that was the spark. Might, might as well start a brewery then. Exactly. <laughs> uh, that was back in 2011 or so? Or like, so you, you opened in 2011? We right? opened in 2011. That would have been in 20, 2009. Okay. Yeah. Well, still two years. And yeah. So it's uh, 2016 right now, obviously. So mm-hmm. I'd say that you've had some you know, mild success in five years. We've done all right. Yeah. I, I, think the, uh, I think it's moved a lot faster than anyone imagined. No, I mean, you, you're international, correct? That's right, yeah. Um, 
with with that success um, comes a lot of recognition and notoriety, mm -hmm. and, and you end up meeting a lot of other brewers. I'm sure that you end up doing a lot of collaboration projects. That, with, that's right. Yeah. Uh, most notably, uh, and recently, I guess Three Floyds and, and uh, Hoofhearted. That's right. Um, how fun are those collaboration projects with breweries? And, and it actually, like, what what starts it up really? So, it, we, I think, you know, the collaboration concept has been played pretty heavily in the brewing industry. Um, you know, it's it's a regular thing now. Um, <clears throat> I think what's irregular about what we do is that, you know, the collaboration component of the industry is actually a piece of our business. You know, I think we do an, a, a pretty big number of collaborations. Beyond just doing the one with Three Floyds and Hoofhearted, we also did some that were international with AMA out of Copenhagen, um, Brewski out of Sweden, uh, Hellsberg, I think is what it, where they're at, um, Holy Mountain out of Seattle, uh, who else? Anyhow, I mean, you get sure. the, the gist of the idea. The, the, the concept for us behind it is, you know, we, we are not necessarily dedicated to saturating our market and for our brand we add credibility and strength in these other markets by co-branding with some of these other strong breweries so you know we make a, a pretty solid effort to partner up with with good places and good breweries that we have respect for and then kind of get your foot in the door into that market and yeah market. It, it helps with that and then also there, that mutual respect is there and, and it's fun i mean when when i <laughs> i don't want to sound too crass or arrogant but <laughs> When you're good and you're hanging out with somebody else that's good, good things happen. Uh, absolutely. Now, you know? um, what, what percentage of, uh, what would you say your, the percentage of your distribution sales would be inter for international? International? Uh, I wouldn't say it's any more than 10%. Okay. So, that, again, that's pretty good, though, for a five-year-old brewery. I oh, think. yeah. It, it's substantial yeah. relative to other breweries. I mean, I, I think nationally we're probably in that top 50, you know, uh, if, if you were to say a ratio of, of export, we're in the right. top 50 for sure. Uh, I stalk you occasionally on Facebook and I saw that you're recently repping against the grain in Italy. Is that right? That's right. Can yeah. you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, we, we, we were invited to, uh, I think it's the, the best Italian beer festival. In, uh, and it's really interesting because they, they take you out into, uh, what is it called? Tuscany. They mm -hmm. take you out in, into Tuscany in a really remote place that has no running water. Um, and no, like the electricity is all run by generators. It's an old castle essentially. And we go out there and it's a three, yeah, three, three day festival all day, all night, like noon to two in the morning. And yeah, thousands of people come out and camp and it's, it's also food centric as well. So, you know, we were invited out there. I think we were one of three American breweries. The others were, uh, Arizona wilderness and, Jay Wakefield Brewing, who we also work with as well. Um, it's just, it was an amazing experience. You know, we, we got to interact with the Italian beer drinker and uh, foodie. It was just phenomenal. Yeah, it, it, mm -hmm. it's special, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. um, so we're, we're sitting here, like I said, kind of in, in the belly of this beast of Against the Grain in downtown Louisville. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you share some space with Louisville Slugger Field, which mm -hmm. hosts, you know, Louisville Bats, a AAA affiliate for the Cincinnati Reds. Mm -hmm. um, Louisville FC City, our local uh, soccer team. Do you ever find yourself having any kind of relationship with these, with that, with those organizations? Yeah, we do. Um, we so so again, we go back to the uniqueness of this business. You know, 
Um, if you if you know anything about the history of the location that we have, it was a brewery prior to us operating here. Um, my partners and I came in and bought the existing brewery, kind of put the brand to, to bed and launched against the grain here. Um, the prior brands never truly had success here, and I think it was because they were not very capable of coping with the two sides of, of what it is. You know, one side were a stadium brewery. You know, and we have to cope with the influx of drinkers and what type of drinkers they are. And the other side, and, and this kind of plays more to our strengths, is we're a, a, a very like beer centric company. You know, we we pride ourselves in making great beer. So yeah, I mean, we 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 have to we have to develop relationships on both sides and and kind of play both sides very well. And I think we have, you know, we off we have sponsorships with both of the teams. Um, you know, we support them heavily because they're great for our city and also great for my business. So, oh, yeah, absolutely. you know, we have beer in the stadium and work with the bats closely to try to help them kind of come along in, in the new market, essentially. Did you find at first that you kind of had to, um, you know, maybe maybe train some of your average baseball fans coming in kind oh. of what what beer is and. That, that, that was, I know that was that, rude, but yeah, I mean, it, what, like, it, what it, exactly? It, it is a, that is absolutely the appropriate word, okay. train. Um, in, in essence, we had to retrain the craft beer market in Louisville. When we launched in 2011, uh, a lot of people, a lot of naysayers said, you'll never make it based on our concept that we never reproduce the beers. You know, we're not very consistent in producing the same beers here. We do that at our other location now, but we weren't doing that for a long time. So we had a lot of beer drinkers just coming in, like, you know, you don't have domestics, you don't have the, the, the macro light lager, you right. don't, you're not making the same things. Nobody wants this, but we knew. We knew that the grayscale picture of beer here in Louisville needed that color, that we needed that splash, and we were able to do that. And I think, in essence, we opened doors for consumers that were going out of market. So I think we get a lot more interaction from our local people just because of that. Yeah. Mm. Um, Going back to the, the history of the building a little bit here, uh, you mentioned that this space used to be a brewery prior to that, but um, did I also read that it used to be home to, I guess prior to even Sucker Field coming in, it used to be a uh, rail, uh, railroad station? Yeah, yeah, it was a train station. Uh, okay, so like 100 years ago it was a train station, sure, yeah. and then... Uh, <laughs> yeah, not, not immediately. No, before, but. <laughs> uh, 40 years ago it was a junkyard. I didn't know that. Yeah, the building just stood here and it was full of crap. Just stuff, and, and it's amazing because I mean, if you if you walk in here, if you've never been in before, and you, you walk in, it's it's a beautiful stadium for, yeah. for baseball, and then the brewery is amazing as well. Um, yeah, it's come a long way; it really has. Yeah, ab- absolutely. So the, uh, I think the signature mark of any against the grain product that I see is, is it's can and it's can art. Yeah. Um, you know, th- these are done by a local artist I I, I think named uh, Robbie Davis. That's right. Yeah. Um, they're always eye catching. How'd you all get him on board? It's kind of funny. It's it's actually it's it's funny and serendipitous how how it all came went like went down. Um, so even prior to my working at BBC, um, I was frequenting art shows with my wife, who is also an artist. Um, and this one particular art show that she is a, a constant vendor at called the Unfair that happens during the St James Art Fair. Robbie happened to be vending at that one. So I wandered through, you know, I'm hanging out with my wife and I wandered through and, you know, his art caught my eyes and I looked at it and I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. I want this on my brewery's <laughs> beer bottles. And I looked at him, I was like, are you the artist? You know, and he says, yeah. I said, you know, 
one day when I have a brewery, I'd love to have you do my label art. And he was like, awesome, you know. And I said, so can I have your car? And he goes, yeah, so do you have a brewery? And I said, no, no. I'd, just, he's just like, he someday, said, are, someday. Are, are you a brewer? <laughs> and I said, no. And he said, yeah, okay, well, here's my card. Are you going to buy anything? And I said, no. And he said, okay. <laughs> so fast forward a few years, and uh, I've still got that card. And I give him a call out of the blue and say, hey, remember that guy that said I want you to do the label art? I want you to do the label art. But we didn't even have a label then at that time. I just said, I want you to do some branding for me. But I knew, I knew in my heart that we would take this pretty far. I didn't know how long it would take. So mm-hmm. we actually we, we enlisted Robbie early on so that we could establish some cohesive branding and, and cohesive concepts for the future. And it's really paid off. Going back to the uh, the international distribution, mm-hmm. I was asked this before. Is it how do you have um, you know a, lo- a lot of people like to say you know lo- love local, love Louisville, whatever. Mm-hmm. Do you do you try to exhibit some of those Louisville you know a Louisville tone or personality to those international? Oh markets? yeah, yeah. How do it, you do that? For me, you know, for me, the, there's a great deal of pride in being from this city and taking my brand around the world. You know. Everybody here loves what they have, and I think that that's a wonderful thing. But I think it would be a whole lot more wonderful if the rest of the world loved it. Yeah. And the only way they'll know is if we tell them. So we do take our beers around the world, and uh, we exemplify quality. That's one thing that, that I can't speak to enough. Um, if you're going to export and if you're going to play in the world market, you've got to be able to play with everybody. So you're going to have to put your beer up against everybody else in the world and it's got to travel well, it's got to have integrity and your brand has to have integrity as well. Um, so we do that. You know, we invest heavily in quality. We invest heavily in our brand. We invest heavily in, in a personality and character that goes over there to speak about our city and us. You're about five years old now, I guess, a little bit mm-hmm. older. So uh, where do you see yourself in another five years with the brewery? Oh, that's a good question. A 10-year anniversary of Against <laughs> the Grain. If, if I have it my way, we have only grown 40%. I, I don't, at this juncture, at, and, you know, it, it, comes from, it comes from seeing a lot of my colleagues grow rapidly. Um, at this juncture, you know, the money's fine. We're all doing okay. We don't need too much. No one ever said that we wanted to get rich or wealthy or anything like that. We were more interested in, in being, a, being able to be us. And if you, you know, you know the can art speaks volumes about who we are. Right. Um, so then it's really in 10 years, it's to grow, to sustain what we have and be fruitful for the people that have supported us and uh, really just kind of maintain that high level of quality, something that I can travel the world with and be proud of. Uh, when I came in, you said your day was just starting, so yeah. I won't keep you for too much longer. Oh, no, that's um, okay. Is there anything else that you'd like to like you'd like to tell listeners, or um, you know, or any events or releases coming up that you'd like them to know about? You know, uh, well, that's, this is a good question. We always have stuff going on. We always have. I feel like you do releases. Um, the the one thing I would say is to keep a close eye on us because the the world is changing and we change with the world. We're not the brand wasn't designed to sit and be stagnant or sit and be complacent. So I would recommend watching because, you know, the, the older we get and the further we go, the better we get and more refined we are. And I think that it's important that our, not only our longtime supporters are, are getting a higher quality product every time, but also 
that the newer folks that are coming in get to see what, what time can do for somebody who's dedicated to a, a process and a program and brand. Sam, thank you very much for having me today. It's, uh, it's cool being back here. You got it, man. All right, take care. See ya. I am happy to be joined now in Chicago by David Abram and Connor McFerrin. Guys, what's going on? Okay, so you are you all are with uh, Grand Central Brewing Company, and it is Chicago's first contract brewery. What exactly is contract brewing? So uh, for us, contract brewing is um, it's a partnership approach to to brewing beer. I guess on a, not to use the word, but on a contractual basis with uh, with brewing clients. Um, most of our clients are local, but but it's um, it's brewers from you know around the Great Lakes region and beyond. And basically, what it is is it's our approach to providing a um, like a timely, efficient, and I would say on-demand, expandable service for existing breweries, so they can continue to grow their their businesses efficiently. And and uh, it's our way of uh, helping everybody make more of what we all love, and doing it in a way that helps. Uh, growing breweries grow in ways that are smart and efficient for them versus having to make all of the investment in a uh, full-on uh, production-capable brewery out of the gate. So we help clients kind of bridge those uh, those growth gaps in a uh, responsible way or a tactical way um, so they can grow in the way that's best for them. At what point did you all start developing this idea of, of you know contract brewing and, and whatnot? I kind of wrote say maybe four years ago, five years ago. reviewed all the all the pros and cons to date and 
what what exactly is is the process like for a let's say I'm a small brewer and I'd like to start increasing production uh, what would that process be like with you all How many breweries can you sustain right now? So, so who exactly is um, who exactly is brewing the beer? How'd you track down these people, and how many employees would you say that you have? What was the second part? I missed the second part of your question. I'm sorry. Um, how, how many employees do you have, and, and who exactly is uh, who exactly is brewing the beer? Department. And then within those departments, we have 
the German-born, German-bred brewmaster uh, went through all their traditional German apprenticeship programs. And we were just lucky enough, I think, to, to meet Andreas through the guys at Rolex, who turned out to be a great partner for us. And, um, you know, we had, we had Andreas come to town, and, and we had pretty much all the other pieces in place. And it was just clear how well everybody fit together. Um, Laura Burns is our head of quality analysis, and she's also one of our brewers. Um, once again, we met her through one of our manufacturers who produced our centrifuge, which is GEA. And I don't know. I don't know. Kind of, we kind of like lucked into Laura, right? She's a she's a PhD for Vanderbilt <laughs> in microbiology. Uh, she's crazy smart and um, specialized in brewer's yeast when she was studying the PhD. And so we uh, we met Laura, brought her on board, and then um, Andrew Rusinus is our head of packaging, and um, he was I think he was looking to, to kind of get into something more along the lines of a startup after having been at Two Brothers. And, um, he had an awesome relationship with, uh, with Jim and Jason over there, and um, I guess uh, kind enough to come on board and share his expertise with us, but he was formerly at Labatt before that. So those are our three heads of the department, and then um, you know, I work on operations daily. Connor heads up a lot of the strategy and, and all the marketing, and then uh, Chris T. Pass is in charge of our client relations. And then from there, we have um, a handful of other people running support within each department. Sure. But um, a lot of a lot of word of mouth and a lot of referrals uh, for people within the brewing world, and we've just really been taking our time trying to find good people that that really fit into I guess our format, which is a little bit different than a traditional brewery. Yeah, and, and, yeah, it's, and it's, really, you can go on. Sorry. Go no, I mean I think it really comes down to relationships, and that's kind of the, the hallmark of our entire operation is relationships among our brewing clients relationships with our vendors, it's relationships with our team, and then with our team, you know, expanding out to all the people that they interact with. And we really take pride in, in looking for people that understand what we're trying to do because it is a different model, and there is there are different points of pride. We're talking about brewing other people's beer, and, and it's the pride in the process, and really celebrating the fact that you can take somebody else's recipe and nail it on your system and make it as, as, uh, as perfectly as they would make it, if not better, in their own facility every single time. And that's, that's what the team is capable of doing and has proven time and again. And it's, uh, it's just awesome to watch them in motion. It's, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, it sounds like y'all have a, a solid group there. Um, kind of going by what you just said a little bit there, and uh, you, you spoke to earlier about you know how you were first kind of shopping around for some for some breweries that would uh, help you out, for, uh, contract breweries that would help you out. I uh, couldn't really find anything that really fit your 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 needs. How do you plan? How does Grand Central uh, plan on standing out? I think again, it's, it's the relationship aspect and the fact that we two, two answers to that. One is our scale. Um, you know, we got, we have a much lower minimum than a lot of our competitors in, in the space, which makes us a little bit more accessible and kind of a, a great transition for the uh, a niche of the brewing market that has been kind of underserved because a lot of guys out there that are on a much smaller scale that are helping people get kind of get out of the garage so to speak mm-hmm. and then there's the, the brew hub side of things that is helping guys that have that are kind of past where we're at to really ramp up production to a more industrial scale so i think that the ends of the spectrum have been addressed it's that that growing spot in the middle that that we feel is mm-hmm. something that we're providing a, a great service for um and then as far as what distinguishes us beyond that is the fact that we're not competing internally 
with our clients. A lot of the other vendors um, and guys that are providing contract services, <coughs> excuse me, you know, they have their own label and they have their own brand that they're pushing simultaneously. So when push comes to show, you know, if you've got your own brand out there, you've got to service that first at the expense of the guys that you're providing a little extra help to. Um, so by foregoing that all together, we're really focusing one or 10% on clients. Um, and I think that is what enables us to really a differentiate ourselves and b bring that relationship and that focus and that attention to the guys that we're helping out. So, so one big draw of you know the, the smaller breweries that you mentioned is that you know they usually have a tap room in which the producers, the brewers, uh, can meet the consumer consumers themselves in that room. Will you have anything set up to kind of imitate that experience? Well, with all that, you know, brewing equipment, do you all plan on having any of your own recipes brewing at any point? Uh, yeah, we do have a few. Um, and we kind of, again, we, we sideline them very explicitly to uh, off times or when there's uh, a low in our client production. And the, the reason for that is both to give our brewers a little bit of, you know, let them have a little bit more fun and kind of invent some of their own recipes, as well as for, uh, just uh, testing purposes for our equipment. Um, you know, based on the types of recipes that we're putting through, we want to make sure that it's, it's working great every time. So we'll run a couple of recipes through of our own um, just to, you know, knock off the dust and make sure everything's cranking. Um, and then also to kind of highlight what our team's capable of. You know, so when a, when a potential client comes on board and says, well, you know, what do you, do you guys really know what you're talking about? We can hand them a glorious cold can of something that we've crafted. <laughs> and uh, and as, as yet, you know, the, the stocks have been blown off, so. We're really proud of our team and it's a great opportunity for them to have a little bit of fun and, and kind of prove what they can do. Yeah, and I think it I think it opens up just as a build on that, like it opens up the opportunity for collaboration, you know, which um, I know is a word that's used quite a bit in the craft beer community and I still think it's something that, that people care very much about. Um, the cool thing is we've been able to develop um, very 
working with. So it's not just come in, bring your beer, pick it up, you know, see you later. I mean, like a lot of the eleven men and women we're working with come in, they hang out while we're brewing, they hang out while we're packaging. Um, you know, some people just some people just pop in randomly with a pack of beer in their hand and we sit down and crack one open. <laughs> I think the natural, like a natural transition or, or build on a lot of that stuff that happens when you're sitting around talking about beer is, you know, hey, we should try bring this beer together. Um, so I, I think, you know, there is a possibility that there might be some collaborative efforts, you know, available for consumption that, uh, that will have the great central name on it. But, um, you know, that I think those things will happen, you know, kind of organically. And, um, if it seems like a good idea, you know, we'll, we'll follow through with it. Within the, within that, you know, the craft beer community, there are certain... I don't know, ne- negative connotations with the contract brewing industry. Why do you think that is? I don't think there's ever been the, the dedicated focus that we're starting to see now. Um, it's always kind of been an afterthought, which is a shame. Because if you're going to take on somebody else's recipe, the onus is on you as the provider to really give it the care that they would if they could. Um, and I think that's the, the big pivot that we've taken. Some of the other guys are helping to establish, uh, you know, meaningful and careful contract, um, you know, contract market space. Is that we're pivoting back to we're helping we're helping you do what you would do, just more of it. Um, and so I think as part of that, and making sure that we've got the the teams and the credibility and the uh, I think the same level of quality to justify that and back that up is starting to turn the tide of, of what that. Or that term contract means. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it describes the business relationship. Um, it's it's on us, and we take you know, there's like us to take the uh, the initiative to start to change what that means in, in practical application. All right. And I think I think I think beer lovers that that have you know, if we're if we're lucky enough to, to brew brands that that certain people just absolutely key on and that they love, like I think one of the things that that I believe. Um, Kevin Carey was saying in the press the other day was just that it's giving him the opportunity to free up space on his own system so they can they can get back to a lot of like the explorative efforts that they had earlier on before some of their mainstays like really started to take off. So I think while while there may have been, you know, I don't know, this opinion or that opinion out there over the years as to what contract brewing is or what it means or what it means for the beer, um, I think people see that that a lot of their favorite breweries by doing that will be able to um, make their mainstays, you know, in a little bit more volume, help them grow their brand and, and really dial in consistency. And then it's going to open up their systems to to just creating a lot more of those fun seasonal one-offs or just if they've got a crazy idea, they're going to have more time for it. So um, I think it'll lead to, I think it'll lead to people um, being able to taste a lot more of the, um, imagination that, that so many of these talented brewers have but maybe just don't have the time or space to execute right now no i, I absolutely and see that, that i see that happening you know at local places there's a there's a place down the street for me that is uh that they've always been kind of a small tap room but they are expanding they just they're building their own um, canning facility now with a much larger system but they'll be keeping that tap room for more experimental uh type recipes so you hit the nail on the head with that i believe yeah, this, yeah, this, I mean, this could be a lot of fun. I think we really just see ourselves as an extension of our clients' uh, breweries as, of their systems. You know, just because we happen to be brewing it at our, our location doesn't make it any less of their beer. Mm-hmm. Right? It's just we just happen to be the, the off-site location where they're cranking out higher volume. 
extension that you do on there. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, that's that's a good way to think about it. Just an extension, an extension arm of, of their own brewing company. That's good. Um, well, guys, I I know you're pretty busy, so I won't keep you too much longer. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with us about the uh, I'm sorry about Grand Central? Pardon? And that's, a, that's actually a hallmark, or I get the call back to our central location in Chicago. Um, it, you know, we're in Chicago, was once known as the great central marketplace, and then the, uh, the railroad station just around the corner from where we're located now um, was a great central railroad station. So this idea of you know, reinforcing the idea of numerous people coming together, sharing ideas, exchanging ideas, growing, um, collaborating, coming up with new, new approaches and new uh, <laughs> products all together in one common space. But other than that, um, no, I think I think contract brewing is, is proving itself to be a really great way to help great brewers truly make more of what they're good at and enable them to have a little bit more fun and, and kind of get back to the roots of why they may have gotten into this to begin with. Um, you know, there's there's a different sides of the portfolio, there's the workhorses, and then there's the experimental stuff. And while you love them all equally, Sometimes you just got to make more of what you know what gets it done. I think that's really where we start to provide great value is being that extension, like you said, the extension of their um, their current brewing facility, which to me is really no different than some of our larger um, brethren that now have multiple locations. You know, we're basically just that second location that helps get it done. All right, guys, I really appreciate your time. Um, I'm. Yeah, I'm really excited to see uh, exactly what you all can do. Yeah, come up and see us, man. That room will be open uh, sometime in the spring, I think. Oh, perfect. I, I will absolutely do that. I need a good trip to Chicago soon. Uh, yeah, Chicago's never a bad thing, right? No. <laughs> especially, in the middle, especially in the middle of winter. Coming to a nice warm tap room, though. But, yeah, we'd love to have you. Let us know anytime you want to come by. We'd be happy to serve you a few beers. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Take care. Thank you.